Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 443rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will, join, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And we will absolutely get into the seismic news with Texas and Oklahoma, uh, potentially looking to join the SEC, which is A.P.'s area of expertise down there in Alabama, and uh, so we'll, we'll do a deep dive on that news of the week, big news of the week, for sure. But my highlight of the week is the Red Sox ripping the heart out of the Yankees here at Fenway over the weekend. I went to the game Thursday evening, first time I've been in Fenway Park since, gee whiz, year and a half at least if not longer, uh, given the pandemic. And it was just like old times, especially versus the Yankees with an electric atmosphere. It was a beautiful evening. Uh, Unfortunately, there was some rain come in a few innings into the game. Uh, It wasn't predicted, uh, but the atmosphere pregame and whatnot, again, just felt like... Uh, The old Yankee Red Sox games, and it was just really fabulous, as were the first couple of innings before the rain came. And then after uh, they resumed play, turned into a fantastic ending for the Red Sox, where uh, they beat the Yankees. uh, From the Yankee point of view, it was an ugly fashion, where basically that night, Thursday night, was bunch of wild pitches in a row that basically gave the Red Sox the winning run. And then yesterday, the Yankee pitcher had a no-hitter going into the eighth inning and gave up a hit. They pulled him. Sox scored five runs to win it. And so that was just an excruciating end for the Yankees. And uh, I think they're toast. We shall see. Uh, They are, after all, the Yankees. But the bigger story, certainly up here in New England, is how well the Red Sox are playing they ended up taking three out of four from the Yankees. So they took the already took the weekend's uh, the season series. Something you don't always have to say between these two teams in the month of July. And uh, again, there's a lot to like about this team. One of the best teams in baseball. Uh, starting to remind people of the 2018 World Champions, or if not even the 2013 World Champions, and 
Chris Sale has been uh, recovering from his injury, pitched a couple games up in Maine, and uh, and he simply uh, is looking like the old Chris Sale. I was up in Maine. He was pitching up in Portland, and unfortunately, I missed him by just a day or two. Uh, recently, Port- I was up in Portland, Maine, uh, and he's been pitching for the Sea Dogs. I guess he's coming down to Worcester for one more start. The new Worcester uh, Red Sox farm team, now located in Worcester. They used to be in Pawtucket. So they were selling out the games in Portland where Sale pitched. I guess the same will be in Worcester. So, yeah, so here we have a first-place team with uh, fighting it out with the Tampa Bay Rays. And Chris Sale's uh, returning to the team probably within a week or two. And the trade deadlines this week, so it ought to be interesting uh, to see who they get. There's a lot of uh, uh, desire up here among the fan base to get Anthony Rizzo, left-handed, former world champion, broke the curse with the Cubs a few years back, uh, he, a leader, and someone the Red Sox could really use as they go down the stretch. So my low light of the week is the American men's basketball team losing to France in their debut game at the Olympics yesterday. Uh, and it would talk about excruciating fashion. It was really bad. They gave up a lead and were outscored 16-2 to at the end of the game. That is really embarrassing for an American team who I don't believe has lost a game in the Olympics since 2004. So now the pressure's really on. As we all know, they lost two exhibition games. People tended to just ignore that and just say, oh, you know, they didn't count, so they weren't playing that hard. But yesterday it did count, and uh, at the end of the game, they weren't playing that hard. (laughs) So uh, a bit of a shocker there. And sticking with the Olympics, my bizarre story of the week is watching the Olympics without fans in the stands. Uh... And sure to get even more noticeable and worse from a TV viewer point of view. Uh, Sure to get worse when the big track and field events take place in big, empty stadiums. That's yet to come, but it's already bad enough. Uh, The opening ceremonies were were great, but clearly were not what we're used to, given full stadiums forever. So it's a bit of a... uh, uh, throwback to where we were living in 2020 in the uh, pandemic raging uh, worldwide, certainly here in America, and, you know, uh, became routine to watch fans, no fans in stadiums or arenas, and now here it's suddenly back with the Olympics, and it's uh, a stark reminder of what we lived through that we seem to be getting out of. but that's the way it's going to be for the next couple of weeks. But they're still the Olympics, so they're still worth watching, uh, especially since it's been five years as opposed to four since we've last seen them. Um, other interesting things that caught my eye, speaking of the Olympics, Katie Ledecky uh, ended up with only a silver in her in her world. That's uh, uh, not what she, we're used to seeing from her, silver medal last night. Got beat by her arch rival, and uh, and then the NFL front. Great video of Tom Brady throwing balls 
into the jugs gun where it's like two wheels with an inch or two, if that, between the two wheels, and that's what propels the ball out. Uh, you know, when they're playing with the jugs guns and Brady just threw three passes, pinpoint right into the middle of that literally one or two inch opening. The third one caused the jugs gun to uh, topple over backwards and Brady walked off and said, let's go. And and that was that uh, great piece of video and just added to the amazing things that we watched Tom Brady do as well as, uh, you know, the fact that he's ready for the season, uh, ready to throw to receivers, not jugs guns. And uh, also just the new Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Brady. TB12, uh, enjoying life out there, really active in social media, got the rings, the Bucks got the rings on Thursday night, some are saying it may be the greatest ring ever made, and for what I believe is the first time ever, the top screws off to show Raymond James Stadium on the ring base, signifying they were the first team ever to win in their home field, and then there's... Uh, you know, and the top just comes right off. And then I think it was 319 diamonds to f- to signify the 31 to 9 victory over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So just really uh, spectacular rings, to, to say the least. And uh, so times are good down there in Tampa. Tampa Bay, I should call it. Uh, you know, Lightning just having won their second Stanley Cup in a row. Of course, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. So they have three titles uh, in basically a year and a half. Pretty amazing. And the Tampa Bay Rays are just right there. It looks like them and the Red Sox are going to fight it out for the American League East. And, uh, and the Rays were in the World Series last year, and they are entirely capable of getting in the World Series this year. So that should be fun to watch. And lastly, the Aaron Rodgers watch is uh, uh, is on big time. Packers reporting in training camp. So uh, huge question. Will Aaron Rodgers go to training camp or not, given the offseason? We all know what's going on. Seems like he wants out of the Packers. And now it's uh, put up or shut up time for both sides. So that bears watching. So now let's take our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. We will, of course, be talking with A.P., an expert in all things SEC, about Texas and Oklahoma potentially moving to the SEC. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. 
Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, uh, doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show, John. Well, thank you for joining us, as always. And I've been teasing from the beginning of the show. Uh, of course, the seismic, massive news that Texas and Oklahoma uh, may join the SEC. You're down there in Alabama, have covered Alabama football and the SEC forever. So... Dying to get your thoughts on this uh, just incredible news, actually. You know, it doesn't get any bigger than this, that's for sure, in the world of college football. No, it doesn't, John. And I believe that Texas, I mean, they wield a lot of power normally, and they're usually not a team player because in that league, they they, they, and Oklahoma as well, I think, had to be paid more money to stay aboard, and they're still trying to offer, offer them more money of the Big 12 to keep them in that league. But if they come wow. to the SEC, as we all well know, Alabama and Vanderbilt receive the same money. So there's no no playing favorites to any particular team in the SEC. But for, I guess for the amount of money that will be uh, distributed in the coming years, it's worth it to the University of Texas. A couple of things, John. When you look at the University of Texas, I mean, just to give you an example, the, the Brockenmeyer brothers their legacy at the University of Texas. They have a brother there now, I think. The dad played there. 
And so here's Alabama coming in to recruit them, and they come to Alabama. Your University of Texas, those are two players you want, especially on the offensive line and offensive tackle, offensive center. And now you can say to them specifically, well, you don't need to uh, attend Alabama. You can play at the University of Texas and uh, play in the Southeastern Conference if that's your choice. So, and Alabama has been routinely uh, – Recruiting in Texas and getting some unbelievable players. I mean, Jalen Waddle, just to name one. I mean, imagine if he played for the University of Texas and they would have changed their fortunes, possibly that type of player. So now Alabama, you're trying to recruit Texas, and you're recruiting less in the state of Alabama. But that's been a trend under Nick Saban. So now you've got to say mm, it's going to be a lot tougher for us to recruit the University of Texas, or we're going to get a different type of player, possibly. But we were going head to them, head to head with them. Uh, for these top players like Jalen Waddle, and they chose us, and maybe our edge was the Southeastern Conference, so that edge disappears. Now, the edge they still have is they're winning, but Texas can say, well, we're going to get in that category pretty quickly if you stay here with us and play for the home state team. You know, Oklahoma does not have a big TV market, so their value is the, the team itself is very good, usually in the playoffs. You know, they have great softball. Their women's basketball used to be good. Men's basketball has had their moments, of course. And so that's a pretty solid overall program, University of Oklahoma. And then, of course, Texas, they're trying to build everything up, their women's basketball, their men's basketball, their football program is probably third or fourth in the Big 12 right now. So people are wondering, you can't win the Big 12. There's only a couple of teams involved. You go into the Southeastern Conference, so it's strictly a money grab to me. Yes. Um, whether they win, lose, or draw, we shall see. But I always said, and I say this, and I, like I say, John, people know I keep it real. Texas does the least with the most. Yeah. <laughs> well said, AP. I mean, they're just uh, it's 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 endless money down there being pumped into that program. You know, there's the Longhorn Network that cannot be understated. Uh, could be wrong, but I think that's the only school with its own network, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, except and, if you count Notre Dame with, with NBC. But, I mean, John, what has it done for them? We all thought this was going to be, oh, this is going to have $300 right. million, dollars, whatever, whatever that number was per year. Game changer. And we thought it would be a game changer. It, you know, a game, game changer. What has it done for them? Nothing. You're absolutely and, and right, what, AP. What, 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 you know what it shows you, John? It shows you that one person can make a difference, and they had the wrong people involved, the wrong person involved. Didn't Correct. change them at all. Correct. No, I mean you think you, you, know, of, you, you think of you think of you think of Nick Saban was at University of Texas with the Longhorn Network. They'd be struggling through beating all these teams in that in that conference: Baylor and Texas Tech and Kansas State and Iowa State a couple times and Oklahoma State. You think you think Nick Saban would be struggling to beat these teams if he had the Longhorn Network at that University of Texas? Right, AP. It's a massive advantage, unlike any other. And even though Notre Dame and NBC have an agreement where they broadcast, of course, Notre Dame games, but the Longhorn Network right. is, you know, 24-7, all sports, all of right. it. Uh, yes. You're right. Manab didn't change a thing. Meant absolutely nothing. They're still in the same level of general mediocrity, but that said. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Mediocrity in football. That, AP, I, I, you know, John. Yeah, you know, John, I think that that's something that's part of Texas. You have the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. All the money you can manage to 
funnel to the programs, and the result is horrific. AP, I think this. I think you agree with this statement. No two teams in sports history in America, in my mind, have ever gotten more coverage than the Texas Longhorns and the Dallas Cowboys, without <laughs> without producing results. Period. There's, oh there's just no other God. way to I mean, say John, it. Certainly in the last John, twenty years. Yeah, yeah, John. John, that states it perfectly. You said it. Uh, just as, as it's happened through the last 20 years, it's been unbelievable. And I think those people are brainwashed. They, they think they should be winning championships. And you're, and you're wondering, how does that happen? I mean, you have two, Texas has two championships since 69. I mean, that's the one I include anyway. 69, it was it 2003, 4, 5, something like that with Vince Young. Mac, that was like Mac the greatest Brown. performance by one one person. And, and they have two championships since 69. That's how many years. 52, 51 years, University of Texas? Who would have yeah. thought? No, there you go, AP. And, uh, yeah, and but, you know, that said, AP, I mean, they have serious cachet. They just do. Oh, Everybody yeah. loves the burnt orange. I, myself, on a trip to Austin years ago, uh, closer to 69 than now, but, <laughs> but well, maybe not. That's, <laughs> that's a long time. Anyway, <laughs> but probably t- 10, 20 years ago, you know, I was in Austin, Texas, and, you know, I bought a Texas burnt orange T-shirt. We all grew up on it. We loved it. The '69 team, and uh, and it, everybody loves the color. It's so unique. You know, I on that very same trip out in Austin. You know, I literally went out of my way to drive down to Darrell Royal Stadium to see the stadium. Of course, non-game day it was empty, but you know, I walked all around it, and you know, it seats a hundred thousand plus, and. You know, so they do. They have the cachet, even with someone like myself, with no real allegiance other than they're Texas, and I like the color. And who doesn't like the color, right? Everybody loves the color. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe it's just me. But, uh, yeah, but that said, yeah. you know, you know, it's uh, it's unbelievable news. It really is. Uh, let me ask you the the multi-million dollar question, if not the billion dollar question, I guess these days, do you think it's going to happen? It seems like, well, I'll, I'll let you answer. I believe so, John, because yep. when you discuss something for a year and you go behind the commissioner's back and all these right. other teams and you're talking to the SEC and, and then the SEC, as I understand, they didn't tell Texas A&M. I don't see how you look somebody in the face and try to tell them, well, oh, yeah, by, by the way, Texas, and we're bringing the University of Texas, a team that you can't stand and you ran away from so many years ago. I think it's been since, uh, I forgot when it was, I thought it was, um, I forgot what year it was when they came this way, but Texas and, I, I can't believe, yeah, Texas A&M, I can't believe that people would do that to somebody, but that's just the way sports is done and business is done in America. It's all about the, the uh, the Benjamins, so um, it's it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. I think one surprise might be this. You know, why did the Pac-12? I mean, they were in a disarray. I guess why didn't they reach out? But I guess Texas felt you know it's coming to the Southeastern Conference as the most powerful conference. Texas always thinks of themselves as bigger. When you come to the Southeastern Conference, you're not bigger than that conference. I can tell you right now. Oh no way, no way. I mean, to me. It's as simple as the 
you know, I don't think we'll, there'll be a formal, quote, invitation to Texas and Oklahoma until it is completely 100% squared away that, you know, whatever it is that the Texas and Oklahoma need to pay $76 million or thereabouts to get out of the uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the media rights subject floating around uh, that runs till 2025. Um, I would think that no official invitation for them to join would be extended until uh, everything is just cleaned up on the Big 12 side and, you know, so that there's zero, zero, zero chance that the SEC could come out of this being embarrassed. Um, right, right. Period. Yeah, I would be surprised if that happens. I mean, Shock. there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees, right, John? With no, Texas, there aren't. You know, how they, how they love that almighty dollar just as much as the Southeastern Conference. They, so anything is possible. Correct. Correct. Well, again, you know, I spoke about Texas's cachet. Well, certainly Oklahoma has it, too. Like you said, the state of Oklahoma is not the state of Texas when it comes to population, media, markets, blah, blah, blah. But Oklahoma, as a team, uh, they do show up, and they're in the playoffs a lot. They haven't had a good run of winning in these college football playoffs, but they get there. Right. They've been producing right. Heisman Trophy winners and, you know, kind of must-see TV type of team. And, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, football-wise, you know, they're on everybody's radar and they have a tremendous history going back to Bud Wilkinson, for gosh sake, not to mention, you know, Barry Switzer and uh, Chuck Fairbanks and on and on and on. And, you, you know, their coach today... Uh, is maybe the hottest coaching commodity, <clears throat> you know, Lincoln there is probably the hottest coaching yep. commodity in college football and has been for a few years. Every year you hear the Cowboys are going to hire him away. It hasn't happened. So they do have cachet, uh, deserved on the field. But Texas just is, you know, for lack of a better word, Texas is Texas. But AP, we're here at our break. Um, why don't we take our break? Uh, still a lot more to chew on with this topic. It's a big one, and uh, we will do that on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, 
health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 472 5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were digging deep into the uh, incredible news that surfaced last week that Texas and Oklahoma may be joining the SEC. Uh, Seismic news. We spent the entire previous segment talking about it, and we're going to spend this segment talking about it, too. It's it's that big of news. But, AP, what we didn't talk about, you know, we were more into, uh, you know, a lot of what it means from your SEC expertise. Uh, But, AP, you know, a lot of people were predicting this is, you know, on the assumption they end up in the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma, this could be the beginning of the end for college football as we've known it. We were hearing that sort of earlier, uh, you know, back when, remember all the conference stuff? Of course you remember, you know, back around 2012, I think it was. Hard to believe it's been that long when teams were jumping conferences left and right and the creation of the, um, you know, American Athletic Conference, and on and on and on. It was nonstop. And, uh, and boy, it seems like this might set the stage for another round of that where we might end up going from a power five to a power three, if not power two, and someday sooner rather than later, maybe just the, the top 50, 64 teams, whatever it is, just break off, hold their and just have their own conference and negotiate their own TV rights, and that's that. Who knows? But this certainly could lead to that. Yeah, I think the groundwork is being laid, John, to move in that exact direction to super conference. Maybe, maybe you have sixteen teams, four conferences, sixty-four teams, something like that. There's one hundred and twenty-eight, twenty-nine, one thirty, something like that at the FBS level right now. Right. So maybe 
close to half of all the college football teams are in the Super Conference, and everybody else is looking in, not participating. Correct. Well said. It, it might just be that simple, AP. Um, boy, that's sure. Would, we think there's a lot of uh, <laughs> chatter, shall we say, and angst and whatever, anger, you know, when they choose the top four teams to go to the college football playoff every year. Can you imagine the uh, public reaction, so to speak, if that comes to be? And, you know, who gets in the, you know, power conference? The super conference, good word, versus who does not. Right. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the money being thrown around for that one, AP? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you can imagine. And, John, I was just thinking about this as we discussed the matter, but the sports in America, as of right now, everything is being monetized. I mean, you have the college yes. football players with the NIL. Yep. And you have, I think I saw the other day, a high school player signed a contract to make some money through advertising and marketing. So, And all these people who say, well, I'm not going to watch pro sports. Now you have people, I'm not watching college sports. And it's going to be like high, high school is going to filter down there to some degree. And so all these people who love sports, who are going to shy away from watching it, I don't think there's any alter- not going to be any alternative. Everything you watch is going to be have some monetization attached to that sport whether it be high school football or uh, high school basketball, um, you know, college basketball, college football, women's, uh, men's, it doesn't matter. It's going to be monetized. So some people, I don't know what their alternative is. Maybe they'll pick up to watching Tiddlywinks or something. I really don't know. Tiddlywinks could be big. Um, but AP, you know, can you imagine, <laughs> like, you know, let's just say there was a 60-team or so Super Conference, Mm -hmm. and only they would have a chance at winning a national championship. So you'd take the other 60 or so teams that didn't get in to the the Super Conference, of which I think it's pretty easy to say there would be at least 20 fairly big-name schools that are automatically, if they're left out of the Super Conference, they automatically are basically being told by everybody from the networks to... The Super Conference Board of Directors to the current CFP, if it comes to that, you know, they have no chance to win a national championship. But I'm guessing there would be about 20 pretty big name schools that for them would be just impossible to digest, if you know what I'm saying. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, John, I don't know if there's any recourse for them. I mean, you can sue everyone that you would like, but it's... I was going to say, the, the lawyers I mean, would come it, out of the an association. On yeah, yeah, it's an association. So you're going to sue an association that doesn't want you? Where, where's the legality for saying that you must be part of the their association? I, I don't know what, where, how they would stand legally, but I'm sure there'd be some lawsuits. But nobody, there's nobody there who, who takes control or slash management of the situations that, you know, the right thing to do is to include everybody. But that's not the way the world works. It's who has the most money, they yield the power, and we're going to just we'll just bulldoze you out of the way. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think that may happen, but I don't think it's going to happen all that quickly. I think what is going to happen, this is the question we touched on it in the previous segment, you know, is, again, uh, 
is the Pac-12 going to attempt to bring in uh, some of the SEC? So, excuse me, some of the is the Pac Pac-12 going to try to bring in some teams from the existing Big 12? Uh, are are any of the conferences? Let's say, you know, you have to believe the Big Ten, who've used themselves as a peer of the SEC, uh, only because Ohio State makes the playoff every year. Um, right. You know, are they, are they going to, um, you know, are, are they, are they going to try to answer Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC by making a splash them sweat themselves? I, I heard one commentator say, like, they can't not, you know, go big game hunting. They just can't. You know, the American Athletic Conference, which we love, and their commissioner, Mike Oresco, and you and I have covered many of their events, including Football Media Day for years in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, you, you know, if you go geographic here, is, you know, is the Big 12 going to try to stay alive by taking the three AAC Texas teams, which are SMU, Houston, and Tulsa, and, uh, you know, a couple of big names in there for sure is the ACC right. or even the SEC theoretically, but the ACC, are they going to go after uh university of central Florida? Now there's a school with some cachet, uh, and have, yeah. have really, you know, come up in the world to put it mildly, uh, or, and, or, and South Florida, um, who, right. you know, who has a nice little program, ups and downs, and not UCF, but uh, but you know, I, I think there's a, I, I think the ACC would love to have him. You know, is that type of thing yeah. potentially going to happen? Yeah. You know, we got a Memphis out there, hanging mm-hmm. out there in the AEC, AAC, and then another thing, just to close it out, so you can talk, is like Missouri. I, I wonder about Missouri. They've never seemed like a real SEC fit, not even as much as Texas A&M, who, by the way has to be out of their minds that Texas might join the SEC because Texas A&M joined the SEC a few years back. So anyway, just all food for thought, AP. We'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, John, I think whoever was the president of Missouri, that person should get a raise. Correct. Yeah. Right. There was some foresight. That person, you know, there's, I mean, that's a smart person right there. Instead of going to the Big Ten, went to the SEC because, you know, you have Arkansas right there. You could have a rivalry. And they've had through the years of basketball and some other sports. Then you get a team like Kansas, who's always contending for the basketball championship. You get a team like Baylor, who's won the basketball championship. Where do they land? They've had championship teams that are revenue-generating sport. Then you have Texas Tech, Lubbock, Texas. Not that yes. appealing. Ames, Iowa. Not that appealing. Right? That's where Iowa State's located, correct? Um, yeah, they always seem more Kansas like a Big State, Ten team. Men- yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. These are not appealing places, John, for USC or UCLA to try to bring them to the Pac-12 or any other place for that matter. They were fortunate to be in the Big 12, and they had to uh, always give the extra money to Texas and Oklahoma just to keep them around, and it still didn't pay off for them. So that, that strategy, that was a failed strategy from day one, I think. They should have just said, look, go ahead and go. You're probably going to go anyway. Do, do it now. I mean, that, that's what I would have told them if I was the president of one of those schools. Look, you know, we know Texas is out for the money. Well, why should we give them money right now? They're going to leave in five, ten years anyway. Let's let them go. Let, let's let's figure out this thing right now. Exactly. 
I couldn't agree more, AP. You know, there's so many oddities were created year, you know, back in the 2012 time frame. I hope I have that generally right. Um, but AP, I mean, you know, West Virginia. I mean, I covered the right. Mountaineers, a team that's right. near and dear to my heart. Them being in the right. Big 12 is just geographically ridiculous. And yeah, it is. It is. Sure. And you have to think that the ACC would love them. By the way, they have a really good basketball program, too. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you'd yes. think that the ACC would welcome them with open arms. But I feel like I heard a report within the past 24 hours that the ACC doesn't has no interest in West Virginia, which sounds crazy unless it's just right now other conferences like the ACC. They're just they're just not saying a thing, um, meaning they're perceived to have no interest because they're not showing interest, if you know what I mean, because it's such a volatile, right. uh, crazy topic right now that nobody wants to right. do anything. They're I'm, just I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the ACC, John, if I had to look at this strategically, they have Florida State and Miami. I'm thinking they want Central Florida and South Florida. That's what I'm thinking, to wrap up the state of Florida, except Florida's own team being the SEC but really saturate the uh, market with the ACC by having four teams instead of just the two. I'm thinking that's their goal because, you know, they, they don't want West Virginia. I don't, you know, they want somebody uh, that geographically makes sense, and, that, and they do, South Florida and Central Florida, and they don't want West Virginia, so that's the two teams. I, I think there's some... Uh, I, I would really be surprised if they're not talking to those two teams, those two schools. Me too, AP, and you know the best recruiting in the country, best high school, best football players in the country, going to college, going to colleges are obviously based in Florida right now. Uh, amazing what's coming out of the high schools down there, and uh, it's crazy. And AP, uh, as we go to our final break here, it's like if they did that. And the more successful, the Gators would be surrounded. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. The, the way you described it, I couldn't help but think of it that way. They would literally be surrounded. <laughs> Above, below, and on the sides. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely, yes. yes. No doubt. Well, AP, let's take our final break here. Still have a, a few more things to get to on this topic on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Tokyo Olympics. There aren't any fans there, which really, really uh, takes the edge off, shall we say. But it's still the Olympics. We're an extra year in, so it's been five years since we've seen them. Uh, credit to Tokyo for getting them up and running, and uh, hopefully everybody stays safe out there. And we have, uh, you know, uh, if you'd like to watch it, it'll be, it's going to be available for the next two weeks, so everybody can enjoy it, whatever sport it may be that you like. But AP, moving on to a, a sport that we know everybody likes—that's college football. <laughs> um, <laughs> AP, you know, I, 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 we were talking about all the potential conferences and what's it, what's it all going to mean. And um, again, there's just so many, you know, odd geographic fits that occurred. I mean, uh, you know, Penn state, and we're not talking 2012 when there was that mass exodus and reformation, if you will, of college football conference, college conferences in general. But, you know, going back to like 1990 timeframe when Penn state shook, shook, <laughs> the college football world uh, by going to the Big Ten because, you know, the, the Big East, not the Big East in basketball, like, quote, the Lambert Trophy League, for lack of a better word, just couldn't get it together. Right. Just couldn't get it together. And if you tra- if you trace it back, AP, that's yeah. that's the genesis of all of this in my mind. But, you know, it's yeah. a guy. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I think you're correct, John. I mean, Joe Paterno, he was the one who tried to organize and 
Right. All these basketball schools, they didn't realize the money is in football. I mean, I don't care how many championships win in basketball, it pales in comparison to the money that's available with the football contracts. It just I mean, if you if you just went to the, your your school of accountancy and they could tell you that, I mean, your business school would tell you the money's in football. Yeah, it's nice to have the great basketball, men's or women's, but football, if you can concentrate on that, that's the you know that's that's going to make you the most money. I mean, you have to be able to count, and they totally they, couldn't, they couldn't come up with an agreement. That you mean, and that's what ruined the the Big East in basketball because that they're you know they that dominated that league, and the football people couldn't get moved, couldn't move, and couldn't shake the basketball image. Exactly right, AP. No, it's. I remember the news like it was yesterday. There was a stop you in your tracks if you grew up in Pennsylvania, let me tell you, and far beyond. Um, and yeah, they basically said, you know, your basketball team isn't good enough, so we're not going to take you. And uh, and here the reverberations are still being felt. And again, the odd geographic things, you know, of course, the Big Ten added Rutgers and Maryland weird uh, but you know less weird because yes. Penn State was already there and but then you know you look at Syracuse you know Maryland not being in the ACC when you look back to the fabulous basketball games that did happen and some oh, decent football Syracuse in the ACC weird API I do have one question and we're down under a few to our last few minutes here Clemson I mean I would think that the ACC's point of view is the ACC has been, quote, not considered among the best conferences because the only two good teams are Clemson and Florida State, and Florida State's had a bad couple of years. So it's all about Clemson, who is basically the only – they and Alabama are the two best teams, and that's the end of it, and, everybody, and there's everybody else in recent years. So, AP. Um, I have to think the AP, to keep Clemson happy – has to be looking to bring in a couple big-name partners or something more to solidify the conference. And, again, the Big Ten is not going to sit sit by and do nothing, I don't think so. I think it's about to get crazier. No, yeah, yeah I'm, like I say, Clemson's got to be saying to the commissioner of the ACC, let's get on those two Florida schools right now, bring mm-hmm. them into the fold. Or Correct. we might be slipping over to being the SEC with South Carolina. Right, they're and, in-state and build, you know, school. In, in-state rival. Yeah, state rival. And, of course, that'll rival. be a, clan, a clandestine thing as well. I mean, I don't think South Carolina would be happy on that side of the uh, geographic map. You know, A&M on one side with Texas and South Carolina with, with Clemson coming aboard. I don't know how they'd balance it out, who else they might take. Maybe I don't think they take a team like West Virginia, SEC, I don't think. He could, you know, could be a Clemson, West Virginia on that side, John. You know, or, or you know, well, I, I think it would be, personally, I really think it would be Clemson in North Carolina on that side. They try to, they try to take those two schools. That's what I would think. The FCC, they have a, a choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just have to throw in here, ACC, of course, you know, known for basketball we're talking duke we're talking north carolina who you just mentioned um you know so that has to factor into it uh you know who 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 wouldn't love to get get those schools in to help raise their basketball profile and it's all just 
almost too much to take in, but, you know, AP, this may be the beginning of what could be a lot of dominoes falling, and who knows, in a weird way, maybe maybe the geographic map gets either crazier or somewhat straightened out, but my guess, crazier. Who knows? It's impossible to predict. Yeah, it sure is, John, and, uh, but I think it's, it'll happen here. People have to make decisions now, and and if you we're not speaking to it to teams, then you're really behind at this point. Correct. I think just all bets are off now. It's like you know, everybody's talking to everybody, and yeah. you know, being up being up front is not really at the top of their mind right now. It's just everybody's. I think I'm guessing in a bit of a mad scramble, but we shall oh, see. Yeah. AP, it's really yeah, been John, fun talking good. to you about this. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been incredible. John, I would just say one more thing. Who would have thought 20 years ago, let's say, Clemson was a big target for schools? The target. The target. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I got to imagine relevant conferences are, you know, on their knees begging Clemson to come if there's even a hint of, of that potential existing. Uh, they would be the prize, um, to say the least. Uh well, AP, I want to thank you again for calling in. This has really been fun, talking about this wild topic, and nobody gets it or understands mm-hmm. it more than you. you. You live it every day, so I got the feeling we'll be talking about this in, for a while. <laughs> I think so, John, but, but thank you so much for having me on the show. And thank you again for calling in, AP. This was a fun one, and... Uh, As always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.